Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to the HBO Boys podcast. This is Ryan's solo pod about Hunter Hunter. I'm the aforementioned Ryan, and we are talking about episode 8, entitled Decision by Majority. The summary of said episode reads like this. The airship arrives at the top of Trick Tower, the site for the third phase of the exam. The applicants must reach the bottom within 72 hours to pass. Gone, Kilowatt, Pika Pika, and Mr. Oreo finally discover a way into the tower. However, they need five members before they can progress any further. Who will be the fifth person? My guess for the fifth person before the show started was the Rookie Crusher. And spoiler alert, I was correct. But we'll get there. As episode 8 begins, we hit the morning after the greatest keep-away game of all time, and also a conspicuous double murder, and the dirigible approaches the third phase of the 287th Hunter exam. Gon wakes up still in the gym and with his coat over him as a blanket, which must have been put there by Netero, which is cute as fuck, and a soothing alarm followed by Beans' voice happens around the ship to cue Gon waking up, and he looks out the window to see a gigantic tower that reminds me of the Washington Monument atop an equally tower-like cylindrical mountain. Before I keep going, I shall let everyone know that they can go to patreon.com slash hboboys, boys with a Z, and give $1 a month. You get this particular Hunter Hunter podcast a few weeks, a week early, depending on when I do it. It's, it's malleable. I'm malleable. Plus a bunch of other bonus content, only a dollar a month. I swear to God, it's worth it. Go do it. It's pretty sweet. Anyway, the dirigible lands, and we get to see a panning shot of some of the applicants who have been deposited atop the tower, and they include Hanzo, Tanpa the Rookie Crusher, all three Amori brothers, Goretta, whom, before looking up, I've been referring to as the Black Jester-looking fellow, which, to be clear, isn't me being racist, it's the show being slightly out of touch, because I don't believe his name has been mentioned, so I looked it up, and from now on, he shall be referred to as Goretta, who is apparently a blowgun expert, he is also joined by Ponzu, whom we haven't met yet, and I definitely have said Ponzo in the past, which is, I suppose, incorrect. Get a Recur, who I know too much about because I'm the worst. Aegon from the back, who we haven't met yet. Kenmi, who we haven't met yet. Plus our protagonists, Mr. Oreo, Gone, Pika Pika, and the tiny little murderer, I mean Kilowatt. Bean introduces the third phase and the name of the tower behind them, which is the Trick Tower, wherein long-term criminals are kept and the applicants have 72 hours to get out alive to pass this phase of the exam. The perspective then changes as we see Lippo, the mohawk-having, round-glasses-wearing examiner of the third phase of the exam, plus the prisoner's warden, eating a biscuit inside the tower and laughing to himself at the misfortune for all that are about to take part in this challenge. He is joined to his left by a guy that Wiki calls Trick Tower's third examiner, so apparently he wasn't good enough for a name, but he's large and bald and scary, as well as a guy named Togari, a blue-haired, heavily scarred former hunter examiner who returned specifically for the 287th hunter exam. The dirigible then leaves as the applicants try to figure out how on earth they're supposed to get into this building with no obvious entry points. Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo discuss briefly how climbing down would be suicide, but an expert rock climber applicant that we haven't met yet, and who now truly doesn't matter, believes that to be poppycock, and tries to do so. But, as it turns out, there are six-legged flying beasts around the fucking tower who try to eat you if you try? So that doesn't work. Check climbing down off the list. 
The rest of the applicants dawdle around, trying their best to find a way into the building, as Pika Pika points out that there are suddenly fewer people around them. He counts 23 to be exact, so nearly half the applicants have already found a way in, apparently. Gon and Kilowatt figure out that there are five hidden doors located in the same area where they're standing, and that can only be used one time. They all decide as a group to step on the doors all at the same time and hope for the best, slash hope that one of the doors isn't a trap. And they do so in a more jovial manner than you'd assume would be happening in this moment, but okay. Then, to their surprise, all four of our adventurers actually land together, three of them doing cool superhero landings and Mr. Oreo landing straight on his face, which I enjoyed as his pain is my pleasure. Gon then reads a poster on the wall that describes that this chamber holds five people who must get down to the bottom together, and below said poster are tracking devices with built-in 72-hour timers and two buttons, one X and one O, for each of them to take. Obviously, the fifth member of their team is not here as of yet, which Pika Pika points out, and then the voice of Lippo comes over a loudspeaker in the room, letting the boys know that that is correct, they must have a fifth, and they have not arrived. It is at this point that they find out that they are in a prison, and that there are multiple paths throughout the tower, but this one specifically is called Majority Rule, meaning cooperation is the only way in which they can all pass, and again, can't start until a fifth member shows up, and not all applicants are doing this exact same thing. As our boys wait for said fifth applicant, Lippo brings in the prisoners who will be acting as enemies throughout our hero's journey and tells them to disperse. To pass the time, Gon rides around on Kilowatt's skateboard while Mr. Oreo complains, his specialty, as they hear walking overhead, and the rookie crusher falls on his face and is revealed to be the fifth member of the party. Nailed it! At this point, they all know this guy is a piece of shit and are not psyched to see him. As he puts on his bracelet, the wall opens up to reveal a door where they must select O to open or X not to open. Everyone chooses open, you know, except that goddamn coward Tanpa who has a cotton pick and nanny muggins. And I don't even think is trying to do his old move of sabotage at this point. He's just being a pathetic Millsop. Mr. Oreo then yells at the Rookie Crusher and grabs him by the shirt to threaten him as he says he pushed the wrong button, which is the right thing to do, but still hasn't convinced me to like Mr. Oreo yet. He's going to have to do a lot more cool shit for me to come around. Kilowatt points out that the dude can keep pressing the wrong button if he wants to, as long as the other four do the opposite. They then get to the next question on a wall immediately, O to go right and X to go left, both of which look exactly the same, but in my experience, lefty-loosey and righty-tighty, you know, go the tight way, it is known. The vote goes down as three for right and two for left, the adventure boys after my own tight heart, and they head off in a totally right direction I'm sure won't bring death and despair upon their houses. Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo say that going right is dumb. Mr. Oreo feels that in his gut, and Pika Pika says that research shows people who are lost or find themselves at a crossroads tend to go left more frequently. But I don't know what that proves or matters, and this is going too slow for me. Let's get to more violent deaths, please. As our four boys and one twat waffle keep walking, they reach a dead end with a large hole in the ground. A bit of a plank on a pirate ship situation. But some 20 yards ahead of them is a platform that doesn't look like jumping to it as an option in the middle of the room. But then again, a few of these folks that we're following are actually super. And a similar plank on the other side of the room is there, leading to another hallway, in which currently is standing five cloaked prisoners whose handcuffs become unlocked. It is explained that our boys must beat at least three of these prisoners in a challenge to advance to the tower. Lippo explains that there can be no draws and that the prisoners get a year off their sentence for every hour they delay the examinees. The first prisoner up is Bendo. I, I, Bendover is like straight up his name. It's B-E-N-D-O-T. Bendois? Bendois? I don't know. I'm going to call him Bendo. I think it's hilarious. 
He is a bald and scarred bro who looks psyched to murder some folks, who has been sentenced to 199 years for robbery and murder. Tampa volunteers to go first to fight Bendo after giving a long, drawn-out speech about how he can totally be trusted now, which is immediately sus, because Tampa would never voluntarily get the shit kicked out of him by a dude twice his size, and the group believes him, which is ill-advised. Small paths extend to let Bendo and Tampa to the middle of the platform, and Tonesbones, the rookie crusher, takes off his shoulder bag before he goes out there, and I hope someone, as he leaves, throws that bag over into the pit just, you know, out of spite. Bindo says that his choice for a method of combat is a battle to the death, which I haven't heard of before. I've heard of jiu-jitsu and karate, kickboxing, regular boxing, but battle to the death is news to me. An original concept. Right on, Bindo. You are a man of the future. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Tompa's head smashed to where his neck gets crushed into his body. He's the rookie crusher, and I hope his neck gets crushed into his body. Right? Because, like, that's poetic justice for his neck to be crushed i hope that happens tonpa immediately accepts the deathmatch proposal and then immediately gives up and informs the team that he doesn't want to become a hunter and never did he only wants to screw people over because he straight jizzes when other people feel despair which to be fair he has been pretty on brand about since the very beginning but the rest of the party failed to put two and two together but in any case fuck this fucking guy i mean the the group of children following him around perhaps should have figured this out sooner, but I don't know. This dude fucking sucks. His neck is still intact, which is a bummer. Leorio freaks out once more on him and calls Tanpa a bastard and grabs him. And he's about to throw him over the side. And Pika Pika stops Mr. Oreo from doing this, saying they're wasting their time, but that's dumb. It would barely take any time to murder the rookie crusher at this point. And if Mr. Oreo actually did it, I might actually begin to respect him and call him his real name, perhaps. I hate the rookie crusher so much. But then they bail out of that plan, which they should have definitely done, due to Pika Pika's moral compass or, like, idea that they should be going faster, which is wholly disappointing. Kilowatt then points out that if Bindo and Tampa actually fought, Bindo might have actually crushed the rookie crusher's larynx so he couldn't give up immediately, and then torture him for as long as possible until he succumbed to death, which would have been a bummer for the adventuring party due to their subsequent failure, but honestly pretty dope for me due to Tampa's neck-based death. At this point, the second prisoner steps up. This one is Setokan. He is sentenced 149 years in prison, and is a former serial bomber, and he looks less strong than Bindo, and he's about to face Gon. So he's a goner. <laughs> Got him. And then a wild It wasn't even that short of an episode. It's just like things didn't happen very quickly. Like Tompa fucking talked for five minutes. But it was literally like I wrote one sentence, which is like, he gives up. He says he doesn't going to do it in the first place. He was never going to do it. Tompa's a bitch. Like you, if you want, I'm not going to talk. Like, him talking for five minutes. I'm fucking dumb. And also, by the way, this is like the first cliffhangery halfway through a story episode that has occurred, and it's infuriating because I have to record and edit this episode before I watch the next one, which is what I'm doing right now. So I'm gonna wrap this one up quick because I want to see the next goddamn fight. Anyway, the narrator's like, the rookie crusher's actions have put our boys at a disadvantage. Also, BT dubs, one applicant somewhere has been eliminated, so like, just know that. Anywho'sle, till next time. Which is exactly what the narrator says verbatim i'm not making it up okay well that was a really quick episode and i i guess you know we have some time i would just like to say we're eight episodes in 
I'm still incredibly excited about watching this show. In fact, I'm keep going faster during the episodes because I'm like, the faster I edit these and the faster I record them, I can actually watch these things faster. And I just want to. I want to be ripping through these things. But, anyways, you're still here. I really appreciate that. Big shout out to my pal James when you listen to this. Hey, James. Remember we do that podcast together? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We have like five years of content somewhere on the internet for people to listen to, including this at some point. Isn't that neat? Okay, I'm sorry for wasting your time. (laughs) I'm going to go. I love you. Bye. Bye.